West Virginia University made the news for all the wrong reasons. The NBA playoffs carry on. The NFL schedule also got released this week. Are you paying attention to it even though it's May? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Gobble, gobble. Welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. Welcome back, Biggie. We missed you last week, but uh, you know, things happen. But near we... death experience, but you can't keep me down. Uh, I could try, but we won't. But uh, now nah, glad, glad to have you back. But Mr. Brown and I had some fun talk uh, last week, but it's oddly enough going to be another week. Well, we're still talking positively about the NBA because it's playoff time and nobody cares about the regular season and we're, we're knee deep in round two. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen every single day somebody say the Lakers are done or the Warriors are done and it just doesn't stop. Uh, but, uh, is anybody done? Hey, before we jump into that, I just want to reiterate, <laughs> reiterate with Biggie. If you learn anything from last week, it's stay out of Joe Boo's locker. Yes. Okay. As as you you're still donning your wild thing outfit too. Yeah. That's real life, people. Yeah, it'll be four weeks. We'll be in Cleveland, baby. Go to America's Pastime. Uh, love for baseball. You'll see Mister Brown rocking the uh, wild thing getup. Chad the Mark is uh, just a cover for uh, Doctor Kevorkian's <laughs> son. Uh, I don't know if people know who Doctor Kevorkian is anymore, but. Uh, like I said, speaking of people dying and being dead, Doctor Death, um, are the are the Warriors now done or did this? I think it goes seven. Heroic effort from Draymond way. Green, your boy. He got more than twenty points. At the end of that game, AD got poked in the eye and the face and went out with like a concussion. <laughs> He'll be out for the next four months. He's actually probable for Game Six. Get out. Yep. So far in this series, the Lakers have gone how AD has gone. The way he's played offensively and defensively has been outstanding. I'm not trying to throw shade at LeBron, but AD has really been the guy that's been the difference in this series. So, so what does he have to do for them to win? Well, the problem is they're playing on one-day rest for the rest of the series. It's been for the last two games. And throughout these playoffs, and typically for him, and now LeBron, now he's gotten older, showing some wear, when they play like that, they aren't as effective as if they have a two or three day span between games. It's three two going back to LA. I think that the uh, Warriors get Game Six and then Game Seven's on two days again. I think they're just more set to win in a shorter really? period of time. All right. So you think it's it's just a matter of fact based off the travel and the days off and the well, fact that they're an older team. Yeah, and I, I mean like Steph and Clay are a little bit older, but they play differently. Like. Their game isn't as based on having a little bit of rest like it is for right now for well, Clay's is a little bit baby. if he's going to guard somebody. Yeah. yeah, well, he hasn't chosen to do that yeah, exactly. so far. <laughs> hey, but I want I want to say this, and I hate I hate I do hate LeBron. So the fact <laughs> is, we've made our stance pretty clear on LeBron. If you follow the show, you know. And if, as far as we don't know sports in general, we're not LeBron fans. But to go from a play-in team to the point they're at in the Western Conference playoffs is pretty damn impressive. Well, I mean, they they made those midseason deals. Like, I can't think of a time in recent memory where a team in any sport, what's the parallel where they made these trade adjustments at the deadline and then came out so much better? Like, they really – like, coming uh, into the playoffs, you knew the Lakers were playing better. And who the hell's Austin Reeves? 
AR-15, he's, he's got a shoot it on China. Oh, wow. <laughs> he embraces the AR-15 name, unlike Anthony Richardson, <laughs> hey, who we got used drafted to have, by the Colts. We used to have an AK-47 in the league. Karolinko. There you go. I'll say this. They remade that team. They traded Ross, added uh, D'Angelo Russell, who's now back with the Lakers after <laughs> getting traded originally when LeBron came there. And uh, there's a guy I'm drawing a blank on right now who's been a crucial You're player. talking about the off. four, the, the big guy. Uh, Shabib. They got him from Minnesota. Uh, Vanderbilt. There you go. It's yeah, Vanderbilt. He's been great for them. The remake Shabib. of that team. And then the thing that helped them – too, and I love to throw shade at LeBron for this one, <laughs> is that they went from the 13th seed to the 8th seed while he sat out with the foot injury. Well, it built them better for the playoffs because LeBron knows how to step back in and know yeah. where guys are best at. Those guys got a chance to jail together, and I think that's why they're playing as well as they have been. So I have a, a theory about LeBron. I just want to share real quick, and you tell me if I'm way off on this or not. And this isn't throwing shade, actually. It's more of an understanding just how he plays. Now, you know, people talked about like when he was – on Cleveland and they won the title that he really like just drugged that team there. And I know, you know, he had the year with Kyrie and, you know, we can talk about the heat, but like when LeBron excels offensively, it is when he's with a bunch of guys that are not offensive playmakers. Like it's just, he's, he's so ball dominant that, yeah, you went to the finals of the Matthew Dellavedova. But it worked with those the guys. Didn't touch the ball a whole lot because right. if you watch LeBron play, even from the Heatles into his return back to Cleveland, he isn't the point guard, but he'll run point. He gets the inbounds pass. He's he takes dominant. it up the court. And he dribbles until there's seven or eight seconds left, and then they run something. So it's yeah. a shot by him or a pass and a shot. So it doesn't matter if you got a Delavanova or a couple of other guys that he's played with over his career that are the point guard or the two guard because they don't run the offense. He just needs you to space the floor. Yep, that's it. But that's so- why he loves. Kyle Korver, Ray Allen. Right. Those are the perfect guys. And, and, you know, you look at, you know, when it doesn't work, it's when he's got guys that aren't okay just hanging out there and, and trying to take an open shot. Like, yeah, that's why. I, well, they had no shooters these last couple right. years. I mean, it's, like, whoever thought, let's put Westbrook, who we love as hustle, but he can't shoot outside <laughs> like 15 feet. He's not a good fit. On a team with LeBron and AD as the main three, and then your other guys can't shoot. Yeah. I mean, Anyone would have saw that wasn't going to work. Yeah, so why did they, it just blows my mind why they did it, or why LeBron signed off on it too? You know what I mean? Like yeah. any, just you need any point guard that can throw it up there. Yeah. Like if if you got any kind of range at all, I mean that's all they needed. And Russ was everything but that. Yeah, and it's like clearly, I think that would have been rejected on like. NBA 2K, you know, they would have probably rejected <laughs> that trade. So I was happy as hell when they let Caruso go and come to the Bulls. He's one of my favorite Bulls. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's stay on task here with the well, playoffs. I'll say one other thing in this series before we move on. Right. Jordan Poole got the bag. He played great last year. He's been dog shit. Yeah. Dude. What is that? Is it all because of the Draymond thing? I don't know. It's I. He. I think he reads his own press clippings. He's that guy. Because oh, there has been times this year and in the playoffs where he takes a shot with 15, 20 seconds left in the game, twenty five seconds. That should be Clay or Steph. Yeah. No. You're and, and you look. I'm not saying you can't be that guy, but you're not that guy, and you haven't been that. Guy this year so well, yeah. we appreciate you stepping up and clay and steph's absence but they're back now so uh, be the third option and knock them down when we give you the ball uh, so if we stay in the west there i know we're going to go to the east but this game's tonight i'm just really curious because uh you brought up the what's his name from houston thing earlier we were talking talking kd uh oh we uh, toby in houston yeah. <laughs> 
And Larry Brown's crank. So everybody wants to say Katie's, you know, the second or third best player in the league or has been the best player in the league. But is he him or is he not him? Because they're down 3-2. Does he carry him to a comeback? Do they win in seven games or are the Suns done? You know, I I think – I just think it's a lot to ask of any player, even a Kevin Durant, that you've been hurt this year. You get traded. You get, what, like 10 or 12 games to try to gel – with a team that you know is aging at that point, you know Chris Paul's well, not getting any younger. They got well, they're they're down two zero, and I'm thinking it's a five game series. If that Chris Paul gets injured, and you bring in all goodness gracious lefty <laughs> campaign, yeah, yeah. run to the point. All of a sudden, they're a better team with him. Uh, side note: Campaign should have been a wrestler's name at some point in style. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's it's fantastic. But anyway, uh, you know the other part of that is you know. I get KD's one of the best offensive players that we've ever seen. But, like, Denver's not a bad team. Like, they've been the number one seed. They got the MVP. And he'll fight your owner, uh, which is awesome. Uh, can we get that on pay-per-view, Dana White? I freaking love that because when he goes into the stands, I don't know if he knew it was the owner right away or not. But here's this, like, Dan in the front row trying to take the ball from me. And he's just chicken wings. I'm like, get out of here. That's good stuff. You like to, you like to see a guy that'll fight an owner. Yeah. Did you see that at all? I did, and but I don't know how anybody just don't like the Joker. Period. Uh, like, Mark Jackson. You like remember him. when he ended that one guy's <laughs> yeah. career who was like street tough from Miami, <laughs> like Kimbo Slice? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, they were I, brothers I in say, the league. Yeah, they they took a cheap shot on him, so he whacked oh, him back. the brothers. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. He he broke his neck. You know. Yeah, and then like his brother was going in the stands and stuff. Yeah. Who was his, what was his Cause, name? Because so the Joker's from Serbia. Both his brothers were yeah, in the stands. Yeah, I know, I know. But I can't, uh, I can't remember who it was now. But both of them played in the league. Two brothers. They both played it's in the league. two brothers. Yeah. From, it's just called two brothers. He lost off street cred right after that. <laughs> <laughs> Them two brothers in a barbecue. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, just two brothers. Uh, so I can't remember his name right now, and I feel really bad, but like... If I'm in the stands, I don't care if I'm the owner. I'm not messing with the uh, Joker. No. Uh, so, uh, d- does Denver do d- – Yeah, they finish gonna, it. Are they going to come out of the West? Are we feeling that good about them? Well, I liked uh, Suns Warriors was my pick for the conference <laughs> and final. both are on the road. Are you sticking with them? Yeah, I'll stick with my pick. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this. Having watched this series through five games – I way underrated Denver. I was kind of in that same boat of uh, they've been the number one before and they haven't quite finished. They're actually healthy this year. What I was thinking is that Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray have been injured the last couple seasons when the playoffs roll around. Fully healthy team. They're pretty – and they play so And fast. Aaron Gordon's a new man with the dreads and down there. He don't have to be the number one option. He's like the number four option. Yeah, so. not even the two he or three, right? He is a perfect right? fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to the East. We got Sixers and Celtics on game six elimination game. Looks like Boston's playing pretty well in Philly. You know, uh, is is it whoever wins this series? Well, here's the thing that's really tough about this series. One, I'd love to see the Sixers come out of the East just to play the Nuggets so we could get a big man series because I think that'd be oh, really yeah, cool. Throwback. That'd be nice. Fantasy booking. That's nineties. Yeah. Someone call Adam Silver. He knows how to make this it is happen. Like a. Uh, recapturing of the uh, 95 Rockets versus Knicks. Yes. 
Yes! <laughs> this is like the all-time can't close series. You got the Celtics who never won a series they should as easily as they should, playing a Doc Rivers-led team who never closes. We know how you feel about Doc Rivers. Okay. Also well documented. He makes a great team <laughs> average. <laughs> 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 he takes what should so, be great. I mean, but, makes it good. Well, well, I'm gonna be. I mean, my my opinion is whoever wins this series between the Celtics and Sixers are representing the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yeah. But the Celtics are winning in Philly. It's pretty much foregone conclusion. They're probably going to win in Boston. So I mean, you like the Celtics yeah. out of the East when the playoffs? Started. I did, I did. But I don't think that the uh, Heat. Looks like they're gonna. Another thing with the Heat, man. They, they was in the playing tournament from the mm-hmm. East, and they're going just like the Lakers. Yeah, dude. Jimmy, after Jimmy Butler, trying to play off Jimmy Butler, make that look like a good idea. Then Boston's. I don't like him against the Celtics, though. I no. mean, I mean, I, I like him, but I just think he's he needs God, help. It, he'd be exhausted in yeah. that series. There's no way yeah, he, they'd ragdoll him. Yep, that'd suck. I, I don't even watch it. That'd be painful. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Celtics. I would love the Knicks to win that series so that the Eastern Conference Finals is at Madison Square Garden and the old Boston Garden or whatever yeah. they call it now, the TD Center. Yeah. yeah. Or even the Sixers win. Just old hey, school two team. I picked Celtics and Suns, so I got to stick with that. I can't remember what I Dude. said, and it probably doesn't matter. So, <laughs> I changed my mind anyway. Um, I what do I, I want? I love the big man matchup. I want that biggie, but I think I think we're going to get Boston and um, Denver. Yeah, see, I like the I liked uh, the Bucks and the Warriors. I thought the Warriors are going to run it back, but I, I like. We'll see. Why do I root for the Warriors? I have no rooting, but I, because you see six three Steph Curry, and you're like, I'm not him. But if ever I could be an actual star, it's him. But you know, not super athletic. Usually. Like, if it was the Chiefs, I'm not rooting for them. I'm tired of them. I was tired of the Patriots. I'm, I'm Other than Draymond, the Warriors are easily likable. They are, team. absolutely. Because they, they, the they play ball the right way. Yeah. The spacing, um, they're fundamental. I mean, Steph does some crazy things, but it's because he can. Yeah. He's, so, he's definitely earned that right. And he can finish in the key, too. He ain't just underrated. Dude, he, he can his, finish. His finishing around the basket is the most underrated either, part of either, anybody's either game. Hand, either either hand. It's, yeah. a, it's a quick but delicate finish. Right. It's amazing. Like, most people try to finish that quick in a layup fashion. It's going to ricochet, man. It's crazy. So, you guys both love movies. And whenever Mr. Brown says Suns Celtics, only one thing pops in my head. What movie am I thinking You're of? Thinking, Which Wayne's brother is in it? That's Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Celtic Pride. Yeah. Celtic Pride. <laughs> that's right. No one knows what that is. Look it up, kids. The internet's useful. You know, sometimes we have a habit of talking about West Virginia University. And, you know, not everybody here that listens to the show cares. It's just where we live. It's what we liked. But occasionally... We feel like we're relevant. We make national news. Uh, Usually for the wrong reasons, but we'll take it. It happened this week. Uh, Bob Huggins, recently uh, Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins, went on, I can't remember the name of the guy, but show over in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, it was a Cincinnati radio show. A guy he's been friendly with since he coached there. Yeah, so he's on there, and they were talking about the rivalry between uh, Cincinnati and Xavier, and uh, he used some colorful language. Much, much alike uh, Tom Brenneman, <laughs> but not um, on a hot mic, just on a regular mic that you knew was on. And then, a little bit, to, ca- to, to even like take it a step further. So, 
obviously we don't have the audience that that Cincinnati show has, and there's no point in sugarcoating it. He said Catholic facts. Right. I'm not saying it. I'm quoting it. But it's something that I would never say on our show. Right. And to think the all-time winningest coach in college basketball doesn't have the, the mental capacity. He, he doubled down. Not he said to it, say that he on said live radio. Twice. He and said I, it twice. And I, and I, I know Biggie's going to go in a completely different direction this, and that's fine. You can't always just say what's in your head. I'm sorry. No. Because there are consequences to what people say. There is, like it don't matter if you're right, you can be right, but you can still be wrong. If that makes sense, career wise. So we'll just say the state's highest paid employee had a snafu on on air, Biggie, and most powerful employee. Yeah, well, Apparently. obviously the most powerful employee Go in ahead, the state Biggie. of West Virginia. I know Biggie's hot. Well, no, what I'll say is that <laughs> I am Catholic, and it didn't bother me because there's some truth to it. My point is this. That's what we're focusing he on. He wants to say Catholic pegs. Go for it. Student sections get out of hand. So does WVU's. If you want to sit there and punish him and say, in this day and age, he can't say that, well, then you shouldn't have said it 40 years ago, 50 years ago. My point is this. I don't agree with what he said as far as that's how you characterize an entire base of people. But I will defend to the death his right to say whatever he thinks and feels of people and describe them as he wants to. If that is what he thinks and feels and it's slipped out, here's the thing about not getting fired and just getting a fine and a suspension. 40-year career, this is your one outlier. Like he hasn't a per- he's not a person that's repeatedly said this type of uh, stuff and just he, he's got some it. stuff on Dan, his resume. Dan this isn't his this isn't his first snafu. <laughs> But if you were that person, that's what I always think of when people say something that is out of character for them or they have kids that play for them. If you were that person, you would know more. You wouldn't have players who would commit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, here's my thing. I feel like Huggins has always been kind of a dick, and I feel like he thinks he's above the law. That's my opinion. I I feel like he's smug. You just get that feeling. And I, I met the guy. And, like, he was just kind of like, you're lucky to be here with me type thing. And I'm like... Like, I just feel like Huggy knows that, like, he's probably the most powerful man in West Virginia, good or bad. I think he knows it, and I think he feels like he's above the law, and it shows right here that he clearly is. Well, here's the thing. If you go to a WVU game, like, went to the Texas game last year, and I sent you guys the video of the intro, but right before that, at every WVU home game, they introduce Huggins before they do anything else, and they go on and on about his wins and your Hall of Fame from West Virginia. Like, he gets his own – he's like Vince McMahon running the show and getting to be a star in it too. So I agree. He, he's he got that smuggish, what are you going to do? But I, I want to say real quick that I want him to go out on his own terms. I truly do. You want everyone to, hopefully. Right? Yeah, but being a WVU fan, I feel like, honestly, in today's culture, before this happened, his ship has sailed. I know he's the all-time winningest coach and currently in college basketball history. I do think our program would be better off with Demar Johnson as the coach. Yeah, um, I'm not, it's not a dig on Huggins. It's the day of the times we're in. But I mean, he he to me he has earned the right to go out on his own terms. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. But I just I don't know. I, I, is there any more pressure now with his records now after this, or is it just? Huggins is going to be hugging. So part of the punishment is they've altered his contract where it's now a year-to-year contract. Really? Yes. Because it was a lifetime. He retires when he wants to. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is. Like you said, it was a lifetime contract. Mm -hmm. You know, so. um, And a million less per year, right? 
Um, uh, a million just, less this year. Oh, yeah, is that just, it? Yeah, okay. they docked the salary a million dollars. Okay. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's all that stuff's appropriate. I, I was kind of joking with you guys where I said I, I feel like if you just made a million-dollar donation. I don't know why a million dollars felt like the right number, but damn it if it wasn't. Uh, the, the thing is, you know, if, if any of us say that, um, in that capacity, you know, we, we, if we're in that position, I get fired, you get fired, you know, but he doesn't because of who he is. And, um, I'm not saying I I approve or or disapprove here, but I I am tired of people getting canceled for things that they say and not what what they do. What I hate is that right there. If you were to say something, so if we're going to look at Bob Heaven, Bob, Bob Huggins, we're in our young 40s. How old is Bob Huggins? 65, 67? 60, in the era that he grew up in, talk like that was commonplace every day. And you're a product of your upbringing. Now, I'm not saying it's okay and that's how you should think or anything like that. But now, if somebody who was 27 said that, I'd be really surprised because of how much we've changed and how we view things differently. But I, I always think you got to put what was said by the person, the error that it came from. Now, if, if it's well, repeated. But in this know. situation, there's a big difference between like digging up somebody's tweet from 2009 or finding a voice recording from 1989 than it is saying it on the radio. And then doubling today. it down. Uh, so, I mean, that that's kind of the, the weird. It's But West Virginia was never going to eat their own. Like, that's not our style. Uh, and a lot of people around the country are just going to be mad, and a lot of people are going to say, West Virginia, same old song and dance, and they're not wrong. I thought for sure there was going to be so much outside influence from this that they were going to force WVU's hand. I thought it was going to come down so damn hard that they were getting rid of him, and I'm wrong. I'm glad I'm wrong. But I just thought it was going to be too much to overcome. I think if it would have been like a Big 12 school he made that comment about, he'd be gone because the conference would have added. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I I think – I mean, like, so, like, we're talking – basically, it's a razor-thin margin. It is. And and I think if you would have got fired, you wouldn't have been surprised, and you're not really surprised about this outcome either. It just disappoints me that we've gotten to such a place that – if you said something wrong today or like you just were talking about on Twitter, if you tweeted something seven or eight years ago that now isn't accepted, yep. you're canceled. Like, when do we become – like, America's the land of second chances. Like, I'm good with now apologies, man. Them. Like, apologies are cool. Like, you can apologize for things. Like, mm-hmm. I've had people say erroneous, terrible things before. And you can apologize and move on. Like and we you have can said- tell if someone's contrite or not. I- I get it a lot of times in the public eye, or maybe more times than not, it's fake, but I don't know. That's the thing, like, what do you want, a fake apology? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's what most of this ends up being. Like, I mean, it really is anyway. You don't know if he's sincere. So no, what you I, have no idea. Right. Like, you're, I'm only sorry I got seen him all. You're the only ones that actually met him, sat down, had a word with him. I'll tell you what I've learned, though, is if you're a play-by-play or broadcast, uh, you know, analyst, you're getting fired. If you're a Hall of Fame coach, you're not. Well, you don't even have to be a Hall of Fame coach. Creighton coach Doug McDermott Sr. asked about kids transferring from his program this year. said, got to find a way to keep the kids from leaving the plantation. Ooh. Oh. He did sensitivity oh. training. Ah. Now, when they were playing San Diego State in the Elite Eight, they went to overtime. Who was talking about his comments? Nobody. Yeah. Why? They were winning. Winning's the best deal. Here's what will happen with West Virginia. We've all had this conversation. Is that a point for Huggins where we got to do something more than be happy to make the tournament? 
if he's done at the end of this year because the team underperformed, everyone will say it was those comments. No, you haven't been good in four or five years. Well, he's, he's considered to have the best transfer portal. Uh, so is that why? <laughs> like he got well, all these kids in. If he didn't just get Jesse yeah, Edwards and Kerry, like, Chris, and that looks so a little you, you think if it was like uh, middle of the pack or worse, then he'd have probably just been like, "All right, let's cut ties." Yeah, they probably told him like, "We're gonna fire your ass anyway over this." That damn transfer portal. Yeah. You know what? We're on year to year, and, and that's fine. Well, like, or you come fine. in as the new AD, your win breaker, and your first bin, big decision would be, oh, oh, Cam, the most powerful guy in the state. Yeah. Well, I mean, they made him the most powerful in the state with but this. You give him this year-to-year deal, it kind of gives you a way to get out from underneath of it yeah. without doing it right now. Yeah. I mean, what? Pre- yeah, for those who don't know, is a brand-new athletic director in West Virginia. So that just adds to the complexity of the, the decision-making process. Good stuff. Uh, are you glad we made the news, fellas? Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird for me to be able to speak to this like we like to do anyway amongst each other, but this is national news. All-time winning as coach currently. Um, big things expected for WVU this year. Um, so I, I enjoyed talking about it. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't under the right circumstances. This is one of those, is any news good news? And I say no. Controversy creates cash, <laughs> Eric Bischoff. <laughs> All right, so the NFL can't help itself. It's always top of mind. And the schedule got released and – you know, I wasn't really paying attention, but, like, Twitter's blowing up. I'm seeing all this, this uh, you know, noise out there because I guess they released a couple games first, and then they did the whole schedule. But uh, you get psyched for the NFL schedule release? I am this year for one simple reason. That's because uh, me and Mr. Brown are going to go out to Vegas and watch our teams play. Uh, typically, to me, it's like it gets so overblown. Like, you already know the Chiefs are opening. It's just who do they play? So, back up real quick. So, I've never been to Vegas, and I've never been to a Raiders game. Two birds with one stone. Tell me, that ain't going to be freaking cool. Hell yes. I'm ready. Can we can we get in the same crowd as Jimmy G and, and his women? How do we do that, baby? <laughs> hey, in the entourage. That, that well, starts Saturday night. <laughs> we got to get gotta in go that crowd. Early. We got to get in that crowd. We got to go. got to figure early. out where they party. Yeah. Follow them on Twitter. Get the girls on Instagram. You got to figure out where they're posting up. You know, you you can plan this out. You got to be rolling out there like Mr. Papa Giorgio. That's right. Ooh, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Yes. Uh, how are your corrective lenses this evening? What do they say? I can't remember. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I do not require them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Hey, three cars are bust, right? <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. All right, so um, according to Frank Schwab at Yahoo Sports, I have his top ten matchups. Uh, before I get into those, did you look to see if there's any games that stood out to you outside of the trip to Vegas? Uh, for uh, me, epic failure, but I'm still excited for my trip. I saw a deal where, uh, and I don't know how this year's schedule played out, but the Jacksonville Jaguars may be in a two-year stadium rebuild. Remember where they are talking about Shah Khan moving them to London? Yeah. There's a chance they'll play the majority of their games there, not this season, but the next two. And then they, they're want doing, that, they want that trial run, man. They're so scared. Yep. They want to see how it works. They even said that. Well, no how one do you, plays good when they're in London, ever. Those are the worst games yeah. of the week. How do you try a guy out uh, on a Tuesday if your team is based out of London? I guess the Falcons would be willing to sell their old facility to whatever team's in London. 
That's what Albert so Breyer was have, saying. That so would be their stakes. That up. London team thing is gaining wheels. But the other thing is uh, the Patriots play the Saints in Germany this year. Okay. Well, they played in Germany last year. Yep. Um, for, that'd be a game. Because uh, Seattle oh, played in Germany. I'm going to go to that Car kind of looks like a Nazi, so, I mean, it works. <laughs> Can I not say that on the air? Well, you just did. Yeah. Um, no, radio edit that. <laughs> radio edit. <laughs> uh, easy, Kid Rock. All right. The uh, number 10 matchup. The Houston Texans against the Carolina Panthers, week eight. You want to explain that one? It's probably because of the quarterbacks. Yep. You'd have Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud probably playing in that game. So I can see that being a game you want to tune in for. Uh, number nine is the New York Jets against the New York Giants in week eight. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Well, that's because it's the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. I bet you the Jets got like eight primetime games this year. Probably. And I fear Randall Cobb will lift. <laughs> number eight is the Miami Dolphins at the L.A. Chargers. That game to me is week one. I'm not. I don't you know. You want to see a Tua Justin Herbert? You know, kid. Ah, I could care less. Well, that'd be the only game you know Tua is starting for the year. He's healthy. Uh, Green Bay against Detroit, week twelve. That's Thanksgiving. That's not. Fun no, for I don't care about that game. Mm, That's not. a game the Lions probably going to win on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Woo! All right, I like this one. That's, that makes your Thanksgiving win a lot. Number six. Yes. All right, Frank Schwab's doing better. Number six is Buffalo against the Jets week one. That's better. That's that's must-see. That's intrigue right there. Josh because, Allen, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, week one. new team. I like that. In New York. Yeah, I can take that. Because imagine if somehow Rodgers beats the Bills in week one. It's going to set the city on fire. <laughs> It'll set the whole state on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's insane. All right, number five. Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals, Week Nine. That's a big. I, I love the timing for that game because you're far enough into the season that you can kind of tell each team is going to be back good to where they the contenders were. and pretenders. And there's three teams in AFC: the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. And one of those three will come out, at, yeah. barring injury. They're the three best teams. However, you want to order them. And it's any of the it could be a roll of the dice. Teams yeah. that go in the AFC Championship are not surprised. Yeah, yep, you're, yep. You're, 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 you would have more. You're not putting money on other teams. Right. If you have to, if it's them versus the field, yeah. you're not taking the field. Um, the uh, that's also the return game from Demar Hamlin, right? That'll be the first time they've yeah. played uh, in Cincinnati since then. So, uh, Philadelphia. The, uh, oh, good. The Jags got any interesting games? Are we, I just, I'm on number four. Okay. Uh, it's, it's ooh, we have a tie uh, because they play twice divisional game. They, he really loves the Eagles and Cowboys in Week Nine and Week Fourteen. Oh, those are always great games. Yeah, they, I, I think that it's that's okay. I don't know if I don't know. I'm not feeling the top ten here. Number three, he's got San Francisco at Philadelphia Week Thirteen. Yes, that, that should that'd be better. You would think that would be a marquee game. Yeah. Number two, Week Seventeen, Cincinnati against Kansas City in Kansas City. I think it's. I mean, it's week seven at that point. It's playoff seating. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're playing, yeah, you're against probably each playing other. for home field at that point. Right. Um, so I, I'm good with that. He's got number one. Makes sense to me. Super Bowl rematch in Arrowhead, week eleven. Week eleven. You know, the other thing that gets me is that they have Miami going and playing Kansas City, but it's the Germany game. Our friend Darren Smith, I was following him on Facebook. It got yep. released early. And it was like, all these people in Kansas City wanting to see Tyreek come back so they can flip him deuces from the stands. And they're not even going to play in Kansas City. 
You want to know what the game is I'm looking most forward to? You kept to? asking about the Jaguars. Well, you got Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. You made a run when 9-8 win the division. Yeah. Uh, you got Trevor Lawrence, who's the best prospect since Andrew Luck, and with a real coach actually showed out last year. He's your next quarterback. He's your next face, baby face, down south, Tom Brady, sellable, markable. Where are they at? Put them in a primetime game. Hmm. Or a big, you know what I'm saying? They weren't three and fourteen last I, I year. They know. won the division. I they know. went to the second round. They, they gave the Chiefs a little headache. I'm just saying. I'm surprised that that is that marketable. And I, not you know what there. I think it is? I think it's the top three AFC teams are so much. Their the perception is so much. They take all the spotlight. And they don't have a divisional opponent. Like the Chargers like, and the Jaguars oh. are that second tier. Yep. You know they're good teams. They really are. The Chargers with that Calamore edition are going to be really nice this year. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. We keep talking about the Chargers every year and how they're going to be their – this going to be their year. Yeah. Maybe they're dog shit. Just get yeah, they were in the playoffs last year. It's that's, more I can say for our teams. That's the second thing you've changed my mind on today. What, the Chargers? Mm-hmm. We keep saying how they're the darling, and they never are. Yeah. Just yeah. blow it up. Just why, why? Start over. They're the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not Sunday, either. October 15th in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> is the New England Patriots and our Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, probably go out on Thursday so we can find Jimmy's entourage before Sunday. Yes, sir. We'll leave Thursday or Friday, but we'll come back Monday. So, all right. We are going to that. You may game. not come uh, back at I'm all. I've already looked at the different hotels on the strip and where I want to stay as opposed to where I've been before. Right. Um, we got to go down far enough so that we have ourselves a good little time down on Fremont, which is paid for Vegas. We still get to enjoy the game. We can't jam anywhere. There's too much shit to do there. Viva so, Las Vegas. You two outsiders, please walk me off the cliff. As much as I've bitched about Derek Carr, I'm not seeing Jimmy G as an upgrade. I don't think anybody does. No, it's a downgrade. All right. Yeah. Just make sure. I mean, clear. it's, yeah. I, like Derek Carr is in that miserable territory where you're not a great quarterback, but you're a good one. Like, your yeah. numbers are going to so, be good. But how's he going to look in Nolans this year? Probably about the same. Think about the same? Yeah. Well, I actually think that he'll look about the same or a little bit better because they got the kid they drafted last year, Olaf. Yeah, Devontae Adams last year. Michael Thomas. And Waller, but he didn't stay But off. they have a much better defense. And in yeah, that division that with – uh, Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons. I'm I'm expecting the Saints to win that division and okay. Carr to be back in the playoffs. I, I'm curious if Carr is one of those guys that if you got him with a good defense, does his interception total like get cut in half because he's yeah, not pressed playing catch up ball? No, it's horrible true. That's true. to start. You yeah. know his interception rate, and he's made big clutch throws in spots. So, but they always seem like they're behind late. So for to me, me, he's the amp. five six wins for the Raiders, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, to me, David Carr is the anti-Kirk Cousins. They both put up good numbers, yes. Yes. but Cousins shrinks in prime time. And if you look these last few years, man, Carr's made some bomb-ass throws in big situations. But, but you're right. Carr and Cousins, are they're kind of cut from the same cloth. They're not too different. That's a nice head. <laughs> 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 no one knows why that was spoken. We need a camera in here. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna pick it up right there, Mr. Brown. I still haven't seen True Romance. You, uh, you disappointed? I am a little bit. I mean, but like knowing you're the movie guy, 
Um, but I mean, it's a great cast. It caught me off uh, guard, but it's it's good time. I just haven't uh, I haven't watched uh, that many movies. I keep getting stuck on shows and things like I get that. It. But, I get it. Um, I know. Uh, definitely want to talk a little pop culture with uh, Biggie. He's got some music stuff. I, I got one too. But uh, real quick, uh, did you even realize or care or pay attention that the Kentucky Derby came and went? We didn't even talk about it last well, week. I paid attention to it simply because I was talking to uh, Ryan and Glazer about betting it because Glazer was real down because he had a bad night. We told him he can't retire on Derby Day, and he didn't, and he should have. Uh, two things matter about the Kentucky Derby. That's who shows up, how do they dress, and what is the largest wager that is made on a single horse because not a single person outside of guys like Hank Greenberg from old ESPN days know which horses to bet or which horses are even ran. Or which horse is still alive in this case. You know that you're really good <laughs> at a mouthful of water. As a, a horse owner, when people like me know your name, Bob Bafford. <laughs> Bob Bafford. How many is he on? I don't I isn't he the one that's like uh, he always owns the horse that wins? What hey, what was up with the ones that died? That's what I was getting at. Yeah, well, I mean, like I think Biggie just completely ignored my statement right there. Hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Exactly. You know, I hear about all the horses dying. All right, yeah, this is what happens late in the show. We're a little not ourselves. Uh, <laughs> waiting for an why did Michael's. the horses die? Who killed them? Oh. Rival gang. <laughs> it's like an Ozark, man. They had to show dominance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like there was a meme put in our uh, fantasy football group text, and it was saying it showed a kid playing with the sec runner up at the Kentucky Derby, and he had his glue Elmer glue out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I mean. He had plenty to choose from this year. Uh, it's a, it's insane, like how much horses cost, and like we we're talking about Jim Rome earlier. Like he's he's got a horse, yeah. and like just like it's millions of dollars, and it's not like just the be- it's not because they win, but they do. It's the breeding and all the that. Stud fees, yeah, it's insane. Like man, who who thought of that? I don't know. Let's race horses and be millionaires. Is that why, like, because it's so expensive that, like, the ladies have to wear these, like, plantation hats? Yeah. You know, like, you got to dress nice when you go into God's house, but when you go to the Kentucky Derby, even God dresses up. Exactly. Yeah. Is that that why? I don't know. I just made that up on the spot. How'd you like that? That was great. Yeah. That's how we do it. Put it it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Bumper sticker. Shit happens. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what else you got? I got one. Oh, uh, go, go, go. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did you go watch it? I did. Uh, so, again, I got outruled on that one. Um, I've loved the series. Was this one good? It was great. And I'm not nice. going to spoil nothing, but the, the soundtrack is right on par with the other two. And I wanted to just give you two songs, which made it for me. Creep. It opens up with Creep. Okay. By Radiohead. And then it also has uh, Beastie Boys... Uh, no Sleep Till Brooklyn. All right. So two good songs for fight scenes and then whatever, telling the story. And the only thing I'm going to say is it kind of gives you the background on why Rocket is who he is. Nice. I, and that's that's good shit because uh, he deserves a... One of my favorite characters anyway. Yeah, he deserves a backstory because, uh, you know, sometimes Marvel's not great with those. Sometimes we don't need it. But he's a, he's a character we want to get it from. We kind of know about everybody else except for, well, Drax went a little bit. It was a great uh, ending to the trilogy. There are rumors they might have another one because of the way it some of it ended. But all in all, great movie. Uh, was Batista on point like normal? Absolutely. That's what I care about. Great. 
best mm. meathead in the history of acting. Yeah, he's done that. He showed his soft side in this one, and I'll leave it at that. Fantastic. So I didn't see it. You took the girl, so Haley talked to me about it. She, of course, didn't give me any spoilers, but the next time we were in the vehicle, she had to listen to the soundtrack from the third movie. So What's the song? Which one did songs. she like? Uh, I don't know that she necessarily... We played Creep. That's the first one that she played. Lucas always liked uh, the Beastie Boys, but she she didn't like or dislike any of them more mm-hmm. than the other one. She liked them all. Man. It's one of those you could play through. I'm telling you. Man, uh, the other night, um, my son had found an old CD case we had, and a lot of it was like burnt CDs, so this is like early 2000s. But, uh, man, you want to... Chad's love making volume six. Right. You want to talk about oh! a trip down memory lane? It was yeah. like, I had that pure mood shit, you know, sail away, sail it's away. Amanda. Yeah, I see. Real ones know. That's, That's right. a real one right there. Right. Um, right. But, you know. Hey, all it takes is that first sound of that wave cracking. You, you knew and where then, you were at then, 2 a.m. in 1999. Point, everyone's wet. <laughs> Everybody wakes. <laughs> you would be asleep on the couch and that damn thing wakes you up. That Indian going, hey, 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 hey. But yeah. anyway, if you know, you know. But um, it, it was it was interesting to go back and like some of them weren't labeled, so we put them in the we got out in the car, put them in the CD uh, player. Uh, kids, that's a device. I know what popped in there randomly. <laughs> What's that? The great Malenko. <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't find that copy. <laughs> couldn't find that copy. Collection <laughs> plate. Uh, Chad hates ICP. I hate him. <laughs> I am no juggalo. Yeah. No, thank you. Our um, mom, mother. From yeah, the third dad. Other side of the wrestling business. But, but imagine imagine pulling out like some blank CD that you <laughs> made 20 years ago and you just popped it in. Well, when you and, downloaded songs, you could fit 12 or 13 and, on But you would be so curious what was on like, there. Like, why well, did I decide all the this? songs, it was like Chad's chill mood or whatever. Dude, I, I didn't even have time for that. There was one that just said Wussy Rock on it. I, don't, I was like, I don't even know what's on there. And somebody was like, that's not Wussy Rock. That's good. But you know, it was uh, it was kind of like a time capsule for me. Was, I can see that. So it's just, a good time. If you ever come across like an old CD case, how did Nasty game, Nate like it? Do you enjoy uh, it? He was really good. We almost sit and listen to the entire Oasis CD. What's the story, Morning Glory? I like it. It's a fantastic. I like album. it. Check it out. So <laughs> the reason I had brought this up as far as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was this: we were all fans of Stranger Things. They're going to record their final season or the start of. Now they're uh, on a delay again. Uh, Rider strike. So, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame come out. Did you see who the inductees are? Uh, no. Okay. I was just there and I didn't even, I don't know. 2023 <laughs> uh, inductees. Surely that was listed somewhere, Chad. You would think. You failed. It's probably a big banner yeah, out there. I expected Chad to tell me what I was going to say now. I already Because it's that. But Kate Bush is getting in. Because of... Do you know who Kate Bush is? Yeah, because of... You uh, know of her because of Stranger Things. When that well, song hit the, the Running song. Up the Hill, her her play percentage on Spotify went oh, up yeah. 9,000%. Yeah. The song from 1985 hit number one in the UK and it was top 10 in the US. I love music. You love music. You probably knew who she was. I'd never heard the song until Stranger Things. Now, two years on the backside of that, she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She took 14 hey, years off and didn't even right. do anything. Good for her. You know who else pulled that amazing feat off? Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody back in the day. Wasn't it like number one in the 70s and then Wayne's World brought it back? Wayne's World? Remember well, the Mirthmobile? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time. AMC Pacer. Mm-hmm. I, just, it, I brought it up because... Spencer. 
It's not that I'm anti-Kate Bush because I like her. It just... <laughs> Sounds like you're kind of anti-Kate Bush. How far Kate have Bush. we come with what you just said with the soundtracks where songs that were made, a Beastie Boys song or a different song from so long ago replays this man. It brings it up to people who had never heard them before the so, movie. All right. So in all seriousness, I don't know what her uh, other feats of strength are. Like I, maybe she was an incredible songwriter. I feel like I've heard that. But I can't sit here and tell you for certain. Uh, but I can't imagine it's just because of Stranger Things that got her into the Hall of Fame. I would hope not. But I'm not the biggest Kate Bush fan, so take that with a grain of salt. Do you have any inside knowledge there? No, I know her biggest influence is Tori Amos as far as people who followed what she did. And Indigo Girls? <sighs> no, and The Big Boy. And Johnny <laughs> Rotten. Johnny Rotten. She threw open the doors for female artists to experiment more radically with their music. Like Liz Fair? Is that one? Let's give Madonna credit for following Kate Bush. <laughs> I don't know. They're about the same time. But uh, I guess all right. my point with it was more so not to be anti-Kate Bush. But have we reached an era now to where some of this great music that we would sit down and listen to when we were in our late teens or early twenties? Are you grasping at straws now? You're only getting that music now if some kid hears it in a soundtrack, some song from no, five it, years it's the, ago. It's the exact same thing with what happened to Metallica because he's playing that guitar solo. I think it was Master of Puppets. Yep, Master uh, of Puppets also had the big lift. And, so it had a huge yeah. lift from that season finale of Stranger Things last season. And these kids are walking up to like adults our age and they're like, man, have you heard of Metallica? They're so cool. And you just look at them, just roll your eyes, man, and shake your head like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, you know how those kids are wear the band shirts and you just want to ask them like, I bet you can't name a single Nirvana. Yeah, that should be a rule. And they'll go, who's Nirvana? It's but on your shirt. That should be a rule. Right. If you can't name three songs in a you can't no. wear the shirt. Let's see what the sound waves look like on yeah. that screen. Well, there's certain things that bother me. <laughs> All right, who else got in the Hall of Fame? Oh, I was only focused on that. On Kate Bush? Yep. Ah, that was it? Yep. Wait, now I gotta look it up. I was prepared for I thought if I came with Kate Bush, we got you 15 have minutes of left of the show, Biggie. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it. <laughs> Rock and Roll I Hall of Fame inductees. I would like to go back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, having not been there since I was in high school and went up with my dad, and uh, see a lot of the stuff that's been put into it over the last 20 years. Dude, all right, we got to talk. He he let us down. He focused on Kate Bush and stopped at Cheryl Crow. All she wants to do is have fun. Yeah. That's it. Set a man next to me. With a I can't remember how it goes. All right, Cheryl Crow. Uh... Did Cheryl Crow do the song with uh, Kid Rock? Kid Rock? Yeah, picture. Okay. Yeah. All right, how about uh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot? Mm. Gangsta. That's a Hall of Famer. She Chad, had a big influence. As you in read that. these off, just remember, I expected when I said Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm very disappointed. Patience. Patience. How about George Michael? Yeah. I want to sex you up, right? That no, guy. that's color me bad. He's George a, Michaels is the uh, guy. He likes other guys' guy. Yeah, yeah, well, but that I don't know that song. But he had like freedom, yeah. and faith, yep. and yep. you know, yeah, he, he had a rocking beard and jitterbug. Uh, what, that's wake me up. That's him, though. Yeah. Sounds like he's a good looking man. Wham's not in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. But George Michael. Is. You can't. Who's the other guy in Wham? 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. Willie Nelson. How Willie Nelson hasn't been in before, and I know it's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Turbo brought that up. They should rename it. No, leave it what it is. But Willie Nelson is going to be 90 years old. I feel like Willie should be in everything, period. I mean, he is an American um, heirloom. Like He needs like his own Mount Rushmore type ordeal. He does. I would, uh, I would pay to see that. Not much, but I would pay I mean, but like, so here's a great question. So throughout American history, even recent pop culture in the last 100 years, who is the Mount Rushmore for those four people? Who would be on there? For what? Entertainment? Just in general? Entertainment. Like, so actors, musicians, even athletes? See. Nah, I say actors and musicians. Okay. Because that's a crossover. Because actors will sing. What what era did you say? Last 100 years. Last 100 years. So if we do this on the spot right now, you got to throw Elvis on there, right? King of rock and roll. You probably got to throw Michael Jackson on there. Yeah. Beatles. Can you throw the Beatles on as one? One one face. Yeah. Now, if we go Beatles, we haven't thrown an actor in there yet. Do we? Clint Eastwood, who's iconic and has Clint Eastwood's for John acting for a hundred years. But uh, John Wayne was in a million things, even though he played a terrible Genghis Khan. Uh, I just well, feel like that would be my seed in you, Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, wow. Your hardest Mount Rushmore ever might be that one. Uh, Frank Sinatra, man. Ooh. Yeah. I like Frank. All right. Let me just, I, that's a segment for another time yeah, exactly. that we, we would need, we would need sorry. prep work for. Sorry. That. Sorry. The last entrant in the Hall of Fame Rage Against the Machine. I love that one. Is that good? Yeah. All right. So that's, that's solid. The, I feel uh, like Rage it's well represented. The Machine song is what you set your boss's ringtone to. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, is it, if uh, you won't do what you tell me, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. Uh, yes, uh, that is uh, exactly how I feel some days. But, uh, hey, you know what? It's been fun getting to talk to you again this week, Big. Yeah, I'm glad you were back with us uh, feeling feeling better. Dr. Oh, Jack. Is that over the weather instead of under the weather? But uh, you guys got any plans this weekend? Is it supposed to rain? Is it going to be nice? It's been like we got a garage door open the past few weeks, man. You feeling spring yet? You feeling summer? I love it. Today, days like today are the days that make me happy to be alive. It was never too hot, never too cold. From the moment you stepped outside, the sun was out longer. The sky was nice and blue. Days like today make you happy to be alive. Man. Finally. Finally. Spring has come back to the man cave. That's how you know we're old as hell because we have to talk about the weather. Can't even escape it. We're old bastards. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for letting us invade your ears. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, and bye-bye. <laughs>